Hi, I am Andrea, and this is Empowered by Darkness, a podcast for anyone seeking to dive deep into all parts of themselves, especially the darker ones, to become empowered by the integration of these into uncovering your unique expression and purpose. Here we shed light on the self-hatred, the resentment, the need for validation and saving, the fear of being loved, the illusion of power and damaging patterns, and many more topics that will challenge you to bloom wherever you are currently planted. Welcome to your life's work. Take a seat and let's get started. When the whole world is silent, even one voice becomes powerful. These are the words of Malala. And the first time that I heard these words, I immediately felt like I had an explanation for what she said without understanding really the paradox of what's being said because we know that the world is not silent. But something intuitively felt like I understood what she was hinting at. And the way that I made sense of her words was that the whole world is a noisy place. We hear opinions, we hear judgments made on situations all of the time. But that second part of the quote, even one voice becomes powerful, made me feel like my voice amidst this loud and boisterous environment had something to say that could not be equaled by anybody else's voice because I was the one saying it, because I was the one backing up whatever I said, even though I wasn't defending it, I was backing it up through my expertise of my life and the very small but very relevant and important spot that I had amidst that grandness. And that spot that I have that's valuable amidst the grandness of life is the same spot that you have. So... Welcome back to the Empowered by Darkness podcast. I am your host, Andrea. Today's episode is going to be a bit of a pep talk, and I think it's one of the most important direct conversations that I have with my listeners because this conversation was, for me, internally the catalyst that led to me starting this podcast and just putting my voice out there because your voice matters so much and it it hurts me that nowadays we don't feel that we have something of value to share because we are comparing it to what somebody else has already said we think that what we mean to express is already out there in many different forms and maybe it is maybe it is out there in some degree, some variation, but you will, by the end of this episode, realize that your degree of expression is needed. And let me just say, I need it. 
if nobody has ever told you, I need to hear what you have to say, what you have to think, I need to hear it. Because the dualities of life, the nuances of life, they require a diversity of perspective. And your voice is one of the clearest channels through which others can receive what's inside of you. It's also a direct link to your truth when you express it bravely. I used to be someone that walked through life wanting to make as little noise as possible. And I know many of us can relate to that statement. In part, I was like this because I grew up being shut down for expressing my truth whenever I witnessed my father abusing my mom growing up. And I always bring up this part of my story because it has just seeped into so many aspects of my personality, of my understanding of self. And from this experience, I unconsciously learned that my voice did not hold power or influence as I saw in my surroundings that I couldn't create any change to the hurt that my mom experienced. And as a child, seeing that this this agent that I had that was my voice that I thought was a change agent was not promoting any difference in in the trials that my mother experienced. It really was this linear thinking of my voice does not have a valuable impact and it's very easy as a child growing into a young adult and an adult to generalize that statement especially within the context of relationships that are later formed in life, social circles that we enter as adults and as, you know, young adults. So I was very much, as a child, walking on eggshells around my dad, and that generalized itself to treading carefully about my day-to-day life after he was out of the picture. I was careful about what I showed of me, I refrained from expressing certain opinions, never believing that I could be the leader that I looked up to in others, that I was inspired by in others. And when I began to use my voice to express things that troubled me, I remember one of the very first times that I did that was in a moment of frustration. I went on Facebook and (laughs) I typed a Facebook um, post on on my timeline really just venting about the frustration I felt in regards to factory work here in in the United States, especially how factory work unfairly affects immigrants that are coming with the intention to make a better living for themselves and for their kids. And, And they experience some very grueling working conditions that affect their health, that affect their mental state. And I just went on there and I vented from my personal experience with my mother being a factory worker and I remember I had so many people on that post that were commenting and that were saying you know I feel the same way like I'm glad that you're speaking about this this has been on my mind and I felt like this was all surreal I'm like this is not happening like it seems dumb but I felt no one can feel the same way that I felt because it just felt like this individualized experience and conclusion that I came to that I felt really passionate about because I shared it, but I had those internal doubts about it. And that was one of the first times I did that. 
But of course, when I started getting these comments that, oh, you're, you're, you're so right, like you're expressing what I was thinking, I would, before that I would preface saying that I wasn't an expert in what I was saying. And I would always use the saying, I'm by no means a leader. I would say that all the time before speaking my mind. And so many of us, and you might be listening and you might be thinking, yes, I do that. So many of us soften the blow of our truth with statements like, I don't know, that's just my opinion. Or I may be wrong, but I think. Or the one that I love to use, I am by no means a leader. And when you preface your truth before, you know, before you even utter anything else, if you say that, what do you think that's conveying a message about to your listener? They're probably going to think, well, she or he does not know what they're talking about. And I didn't register that at the time that I was saying that. I thought this is going to protect me from the possible criticism and and just judgments on my persona that someone can make when I speak what I have on my mind. Who told me that I wasn't a leader? Why did I feel the need to defend myself from the judgments that were sure to come? When I published my first book, I had people reach out to me saying that they'd always wanted to write a book, that they always wanted to tell their story. And I asked them, why didn't you? Their answers were always around the same tread of thinking. They would say, no one would find my story interesting. I haven't been through anything traumatic. I am too old to publish at this point. The last one would always get me because the main insecurity that I had when publishing was that I was too young to write about healing from trauma. You see, while my deterring factor was believing I was too young, for someone else it was believing they were too old. And that was something that I thought would actually lead to a more compelling story. But that narrative, I am too old, I cannot go into the world with this work of writing that basically exposes my story in hopes of helping others. I cannot do that because at this point it's too late for me. I should have done it earlier. I should have gotten started on this when I was perhaps, you know, in school or when I was, I had more energy or I had more people around me that were encouraging these ventures, these creative ventures. So this line of thinking made me start to wonder, we all have narratives that run in our heads that are unquestioned about why we cannot say something or do something that we feel a calling for. What is your narrative? Where does it come from? What happened to you for these words to have become a part of your vocabulary? The most riveting lessons that I have learned from those that believe they have nothing to share came from the old woman sitting by me at the bus stop, the cashier at Walmart, the organizer of summer camp that taught me how to walk on a tightrope. And let me explain that story because I feel like it will expose something to you that it really showed me about the power of using one's voice. The summer before I began my first year of college, I went to camp with 
who would become my classmates in the coming year. It was kind of this bonding experience that the professors came up with and, and the school administration. And one of the activities that we had to do was walk on tightrope. Everyone that was in line before me walked the rope without any issues. They were all really like sporty too. So I, I felt like I was at a disadvantage because I am kind of afraid of heights. I am not that sporty, athletic. So they walked this tightrope seamlessly from beginning to end. And I, on the other hand, fell only a couple of steps into walking it. So I was looking around when this happened because naturally I was like, who saw, you know, who saw that I, that I didn't make it? Because I know some people were watching when I first climbed like up the stairs leading to the beginning of the tightrope. But then I thought maybe they're like now chatting amongst themselves and they're not looking. So I was just gazing to see who still was looking at me beside, of course, the instructor that was like kind of overseeing the whole thing. And I noticed that everyone had stopped looking to see if I'd make it or not. In the other times when the other people were walking, they were getting cheered on and like everybody had their attention on them, mainly because they were doing it so fast that they didn't really have to keep their attention on them for long and they were able to just do it, you know, look at them and then clap at the end when they made it. But I was taking a long time. So they'd given up and they moved on to the next game that they had at the camp. And I felt kind of upset. And that feeling of being upset had me pull up my upper body, like use all my upper body strength to pull up all of my body back on the rope. And I didn't really have a lot of upper body strength, but I don't know how I did it. I did it. And I lifted myself up again and I finished walking the rope. And when I descended the stairs and the instructor helped me remove my harness, she said, remember this moment when you begin this new chapter you're walking into, and this new chapter was college. She said, because the same way you picked yourself up just now, you'll do many times again because you've got what it takes to do so. And my eyes welled up with tears because First of all, I was feeling a range of emotions. I was scared to be at that camp. I was away from home for the first time. I missed my mom. I felt like I didn't fit in, like I was not good enough. And this instructor who I literally just met, she'd spoken just what I deep down needed to hear in that moment. And those words followed me through college and they follow me now. And they gave me the strength many times to keep moving despite the pitfalls. Because I kept thinking, if she saw something in me, there, it must be there. You know, she's a stranger. How could she, you know, this person that just met me, she saw this depth to my resilience that people in my life that have been there for so long, they've never commented on. Maybe they saw it, but they never um, vocalized it. And I really appreciated her sharing that and just imagine the richness that I would have missed out on had this woman who was practically a stranger like I said decided not to speak what was in her heart in that moment but she believed in the truthfulness of her words and didn't refrain from sharing them no matter how silly or awkward they would have came across because I could have easily been a listener that didn't take in those words with the same kind of 
energy that she was giving them out with, I could have just, you know, kind of pushed them aside and thought, well, who is she to be speaking like that? She doesn't even know me. But I felt in my heart that I needed to hear that and she felt in hers that she needed to speak her, her mind. So as we move into a time where we can continuously use our voices in a grander space, the space that we have seen that has been opened up by technology, anyone can put out a message and many already do. There are many messages out there that I see that make others question their beauty, their worth, their successful nature, and how they're exactly where they need to be on their path. So if these hurtful messages that are oftentimes disguised in good intentions are already so easily shared, why can't you do the same with the messages that are bubbling inside of you that stem from love and care for the health of humanity? and not for tearing it down. Messages that can impact more than one person because they stem from your experience. An experience that's more common than what your darkest thoughts tell you it is. Because honestly, when I was thinking of writing my book and when I was imagining starting this podcast, my thoughts kept venturing into the area of this isn't going to resonate with someone, you are going to be judged, you are going to be shamed for the things that you share that are, at this point in your life, you feel embarrassed by, that you made the choices that you did. But as I kept sharing and I kept talking and I just kept strengthening the way that I spoke, because in some of my episodes, you'll notice my podcast episodes, I don't speak with the same conviction. And I've been training my mind to see the worth of the messages that I have to share. And honestly, I train it by being real with myself and saying, the things that you are talking about right now, do you think they're going to help at least one other person? And the answer is always yes. Because when I share what I'm sharing with you today with the person sitting next to me at the bus stop, with a close friend with a stranger at the hospital. I've been at the hospital a lot recently. And, you know, when I share these things just casually in conversation and they strike a chord in someone that's so different from me, I think on a larger scale through a platform like this one, these messages can touch hearts and they can change hearts to view their experience that they're currently struggling with in a different light. The way that I have done it, because I continue to go through many hard things daily, like like all humans, and I don't think there comes a time when you are ready to share because those things have appeased or, you know, the tides have receded and now you're back in the shore and, and life is more calm. Of course, that kind of happened to me when I started my podcast because I just wanted to be in the right headspace and have the right energy and, and the right planning time to come here and and share something that was of value, but stuff continued to happen in my life that was destabilizing. So these intentions that I was coming to these platforms with of wanting to help instead of tear down the foundations of who we are as, as humans, they always guided what I brought out and they kept those dark thoughts at bay. So 
I want you to take this episode as a kind of a green light to bring that project you've been dreaming of birthing into the world. Bring it to light. I want it to be this green light to give the advice that was naturally inspired inside of you. Give that advice to the person that you've been called to give it to. Maybe it's advice to yourself. Maybe the very, very building block, the very first initial block of sharing your voice with others is sharing that voice, those thoughts with yourself. Because many of us don't talk to ourselves. We think we are in the sense that we're constantly, we have chatter in our, in our heads about perhaps we're commenting on the conversation we just had about the way we reacted to something. We're thinking, that was stupid. Why did you, why did you talk like that? Why didn't you bring this up? You know, that's kind of a chatter that you have with yourself. But is the chatter that you're having, is it constructing anything for yourself? Is it constructing a solid sense of worth of, of self-esteem, of love for yourself and for the people that come across your path, even if they don't look like you? Is the chatter leading to something and not keeping you in this cycle, this loop of doubting? You know, sometimes it starts with giving advice to yourself. I want you to take this episode as a green light to also set that boundary that you know will bring you peace. Use your voice for that. And also to use it as a green light to call that person that you've been meaning to unburden your heart to. To inspire others with that epiphany that you suddenly had one day and thought, hey, this, this actually is really cool and I can help someone with it. Perhaps through a podcast, perhaps through going out to speak somewhere. Because frankly, a lot of places, schools, offices, you know, different community groups, they are looking for individuals that, that share that passion, that bravery to bring their story to a room and to fill that room just with honesty, with authenticity, and to, to command the room with vulnerability because you can do that. You don't have to put up Sometimes I I really, like, I don't know if I subscribe to the idea of fake confidence until you have it. Because I think that what gives confidence when you feel like you don't have it, because I don't feel like I have confidence a lot of the time when I speak. I don't feel like I command a room by being this, like, loud, um, just articulate speaker. I, I look at speakers that are like that, you know, that give TED Talks, that have their own podcasts, and they have this commanding voice. I don't think my confidence comes from believing that I have that. It's always come from believing that whenever I speak, I speak through full vulnerability. And vulnerability has a way of shutting out someone's, like shutting up someone. That's what I meant to say. Like if someone's just like, I'm not going to listen to you because you know, I don't know, I came here and like someone convinced me to come to hear you speak, but you have to convince me to hear you. When you start sharing things with utter vulnerability and you put yourself out there without fear of of what's going to be seen because you know that those parts that are being seen are the truth of many of our lives. They're not only your truth, someone's going to relate, even if you think your experience is far-fetched, you know, out there. When you speak with that vulnerability, people are going to shut up and listen. I can assure you of that. 
So use your voice. Use it with pride and with faith that what it aims to create with good intentions will manifest itself exactly when the time is right. Your voice is not to be belittled, very, the very least compared. It's not to be compared and never suppressed, especially not by you, because one day you will look back at your life with grief, at dimming the shine that so eagerly wanted to be brought into everything you encountered. What you will not know is all of the people that surely would grieve for that same dimming had they known all of the beautiful things that you buried inside of you that you just could not bring yourself to share. When your voice is liberated, you feel that liberation extend to every corner of your being. You feel this rush to show up more authentically in the spaces you are a part of. In turn, you inspire others to do the same. If you're not presently known for being outspoken about what you believe in, drop that attachment to what others know of you. Anyone at any point in their life can reinvent themselves to be seen differently. And whoever refuses to view you in this more truthful splendor or that shames you for it or criticizes you, you are better off without them because you are now moving on in your life to something grander. You are, not, you are no longer constrained to just you, to just keeping your thoughts for you. Perhaps the thoughts that you're having are keeping you stuck in victimization. And, and it's keeping you in this bubble where you're not realizing how grand life is. And I don't mean grand in the sense of, oh my God, look at how big the world is. You know, there's so many places to travel. There's so many people. There's so many ideas. I mean, life is grand where you currently are physically when you expand beyond yourself and you realize the interconnectedness between you and everyone else. Everyone else, literally, literally the people that you stumble upon, like I said, on a bus stop, the people that you meet at the grocery store, that you meet at the hospital, at, at the like gas station, I don't know. You know, you start opening yourself up to the possibility of that interconnectedness and the beautiful things that come from it, the connections that stem from it, the epiphanies, the further realization of yourself, of what you can bring to the world to make it a better place. Chances are that the people that criticize you, they haven't had the courage to speak and they're projecting their frustration on this freedom that they see you found. And this has happened to me when I began this journey. It happened more than once. And it's hurtful. You take time and you acknowledge that it hurts because you think I'm, I'm taking this leap of faith and I'm being met with judgment. But look at the liberation that you find because there is liberation and you will feel it. And hold on to that. And I will end this with saying, no one is going to give you permission to use your voice. Not even this podcast episode can do that for, for anyone, really. And frankly, no one is really going to encourage you to do so unless they themselves have begun to use theirs. In a world where many don't speak their truth for fear of, what, of the what-ifs, you know, what will happen, you have to find the desire in you to be different to stand out 
and to be subject to some criticism, but also a lot of praise. For there will be both. But isn't that the case for literally everything we do? And this desire must come from the very utmost profound part of you that wishes to leave nothing unsaid when they leave this earth because we are all headed in the same direction. Because we never know when that moment may be and wouldn't it be incredibly dreadful if it were sooner rather than later and we left this space empty of our shine, of our sparkle, the sparkle of a complicated life lived with all sorts of emotions, realizations, grievances, and moments of absolute bliss. I want to hear you, I want to see you, and I can assure you that more than one person wants to experience the entirety of you, not just what you think will be conventionally accepted. So yes, put out your voice into the world. Do it with faith that it will reach the right individuals. And I cannot wait to hear that message that you have to share that is coming from a place of love. Because everything we do, when it is constructed from love, from understanding of the difficulty that we all share in our day-to-day -day lives, the lessons that we are learning that are morphing us into better versions of who we came here to be, to serve others. Whenever we do that, we are turning the page and turn the page as many times as you need to turn it for your life, for it to feel like it is your life and not somebody else's because life is too short. Thank you for listening. I am so excited for the next podcast episode because I think it's going to be one of the most powerful ones yet. And the podcast episode is titled When Things Don't Go As You Expect Them To. And I cannot wait for you to tune in to hear that. I'm sending you all of my love. Thank you. Bye. There is no right time to begin working on the parts of ourselves we may have neglected for the majority of our lives. If you're here, it is for a reason. I am so proud of you for asking the tough questions and delving into what comes with these. May you find the deepest healing and transformation on this path. Thank you.